Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Saints Radio. And uh, I almost said message. The M was in my mouth, but it did not proceed. And if Brother Fulton is listening, right now he is chuckling at the at the prospect of me doing the same thing that I did that brought him such joviality a few weeks ago. But we are very thankful to be able to reach out once again to our Saints Network family on this lovely Tuesday here in Dallas. We got a a good shot of rain yesterday afternoon and then a little bit cooler temperatures with a good breeze through the night. That was really nice. And um, anything in the middle of the summer in Texas of that nature is wonderful news. So we hope wherever you are, you are thoroughly enjoying the blessing of the Lord. And we are very thankful to be co-laborers together with you, the saints, in these really unique days. Amen? Amen. Amen. Oh, yesterday morning, Olivia's been out of town, so I've been walking her giant, Hank, and literally, it felt like I was walking through hell. <laughs> it was so hot. <laughs> I mean, just like a furnace. And then we had some nice rain. And a couple of times yesterday, and last night when I went to walk him, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was like <laughs> walking through the, the corridors of heaven. <laughs> I know, the breeze was blowing. and Such a huge difference. Well, of course, the temperature at about what about seven was 81 degrees which some of you particularly in west virginia man that's hot but for us down here with that breeze it, it was nice really really nice so we thank god for little gifts like that you know, it's almost like he's given us 24 hours of springtime because it it does seem like we went from one season to the next and maybe skipped one <laughs> that's true <laughs> so S the switch flipped and suddenly we were in summer yeah just absolutely suddenly in it we did get a lot of rain and we've been sending that rain towards the west um, but yesterday was just nice it was just like spring showers in fact i walked outside out of prayer and my car was wet, and I thought, but the, grant, the the church parking lot seemed like it was dry, and I thought, did it just rain on my car? <laughs> but then I drove out the lot, and I saw that your, your car had sprinkles on it, and I thought, wow, it must have rained. And then as I got into Lakewood, deeper into Lakewood, it was, it was really nice. Yeah, it was, uh, it was very interesting. I was sitting in my office, and all of a sudden I heard this downpour on my the roof and I thought wow yeah it was big drops isn't that great giant raindrops yeah 
Wow. So I got up real early this morning and came in here because with the, the beauty, we've got a lot of rain, but the challenge for our parking lot, which many of you know, is that there are a lot of tiny cracks and the rain has caused a lot of greenery to grow up in it. So once a week I go out and spray those green things, which could look awful, but also break up the parking lot. So I got up early and walked outside this morning and it, oh man, it was so nice. It was the last time I did it, it was like a frying pan out there. And I thought, man, this is great. Thank you, Lord. But um, anyway, there's, there's probably a spiritual principle in all of that other than the blessing of God. But um, I don't mind the heat. What I do mind is 24 hour, 24 seven of the heat. It's like if, if I could ask the Lord, it would be that at least it would cool down in the evenings and in the mornings. But it is what it is and we're thankful. So. Yeah, that's, that's sure. That's sure true. Well, we have a lot of things coming up very soon on the Saints calendar. Um, one of the things that we are extremely excited about is the privilege of being able to welcome our Saints family here in September. And it's uh, it's going to be a monumental gathering. It's a, it's a convening. Uh, not only is it a blessing after the interruptions of the COVID influence on our country. The only challenge that we have emotionally is that uh, so many of our uh, friends from across the world won't be able to attend because of restrictions in their, either between their country and ours or our country and theirs. But um, I think that I think that this is one of the this is shaping up to be a a launching point and it's going to follow very clearly a pattern that God set up with his people when he instituted the the structure of the feasts but we're going to welcome the pneumatikos principles and the the commission of being saints into it very easily we're not cramming it in or forcing it in it's just obvious it's a it's it's an alignment and um, so we're I, I just from my preparation for this thing I'm I am being led by the Spirit into some things that are very different. Normally I would be writing ferociously, um, and it's I'm not this time, and it's not because we don't have a lot of things to, to pen. We certainly do. There's enough right now for three totally different books, but God's, God's not doing that at this moment. But instead, he's led me to be studying a lot about 
what basically is the uh, the framework for the enemy's agenda that basically uh, the scholastic doctrines of devils that we see manifesting in our country and in the progressive church and in a lot of other things and so part of what we're going to be doing uh, part of what we're going to be doing in this coming seminar is making sure that the saints are aware of what it means when certain things are said what is the end game you're not going to hear that from the feel good be good everybody just love all truth is God's truth people when you go a little bit deeper and you find what the scholastic world has laid in place using the same terms it is deeply demonic and it really does show in no uncertain terms the framework by which the enemy is going to try to manifest himself in the ways that the scriptures foretell and it really is alarming but in some ways it's fascinating it really is fascinating but then on the other hand um, as as you can see what the enemy is trying to bring forth in his in his people um, you can see places that God is wanting to take his saints in in the giftings <clears throat> and in capacities and uh, it really does remind me of a lot of things that have happened in military history um, you know I was thinking about in the 30s and, and 40s in Europe the rise of fascism and um, and then Adolf Hitler basically under the cover in full sight bringing state-of-the-art weapons beyond what the Allies had and training his troops in the Spanish Civil War and in other things in other places to fight and to be a blitzkrieg unit and then you had the people within Europe and in the United States saying oh peace and safety none of that's happening we're in good shape we just need to be you know we need to do whatever we're doing and the Japanese were doing the same kind of thing getting ready for war training putting a mentality in a and a viewpoint inside their people to where they they were maniacal in their beliefs and you can you can see parallels to that right now while the church is placating progressivism and really falling asleep you have the enemy camp evangelizing and trying to destroy what the church should be through watering it down and preaching false doctrines of love taking away the word adding Gnostic scriptures and really recruiting a a uh, a melting pot of wickedness but on the other hand you have the enemy what I would call them crack troops that are being trained and I've been reading about them from universities from 
many different think tanks. You know, I've been studying. Um, I was not aware that there was a place in Big Sur, which is very near San Francisco, that came to life from Stanford graduates in, uh, I think, the late 60s or very early 70s. And it has been the bastion for psychic research and for taking people who are really skilled and with incredible IQs and taking them into the spirit realm and and teaching them things that are that are to explore into the spirit realm and I, 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 I for a number of years God would cause me to go out to San Francisco several times to pray and the encounters I had out there in the spirit realm even having dreams seeing really wicked looking men look at me and I knew I could see San Francisco in the background and um, but I wasn't aware that there was an institute like this and there are several of them and our government used to have these and I this is all documented research this isn't some conspiracy thing to where they could bring about um, gifted people intelligent people and be able to say where where is the secret uh, enemy military installations go inside their the vaults of their high security places and tell us what is written on pages and our government had three of these sites in in my lifetime and they still do where people are being skilled and gifted in spiritual things now part of that a lot of that is demonic of course but a lot of it is people who have giftings that were given by God that um, that they're savants they they just have capacities and then they're recruited you never read anything about the enemy in any of these things just like when you read roar I found one chat one paragraph that said people ask me if there's a devil I've seen enough wickedness in the world to believe that there is such a being that's it but it was always preached don't fear anything God is everywhere and you just move into uh, these things I mean if I've seen anything about this it it has been an alarm to know that these are the structures of the enemy encampment and again this is not conspiracy stuff this is right out there it's not being trumpeted by these people but the end game is to do away with the church which is deemed restrictive to do away with a belief in God which I don't know how many of these authors just absolutely insult God call call the concept of God idiocy call God a fool and to, to destroy that to add other writings to be equal to or better than the word in fact I was reading this week that uh, uh, well I could just go on and on but I'm trying to put together what an, an alarm for our saints so we're not just idiots that we that we know when you hear these terms that are being written in you know the coffee shops 
take those same terms and look at the foundation of the belief that teaches these people and see what they really mean and what the agendas really are so that we're aware not that we can go on a crusade to preach against this I mean you're not going to preach against these people you're going to you're going to come up against them spiritually you already are but then when we see this this should never be our motivation but it is kind of bulletin board material what does God want from his people and it's easy to say oh, I want more of you Lord well great so do I but what I want more than anything is the giftings and the skills and what God is calling me and you to be to be top flight that we would be good and faithful servants that we are moving in the depths of pneumaticos principles that we are sharp in knowing what God says some of the things like we read about Elisha who would know what was being said in the bedchambers of the foreign king and the foreign generals that we would be like so many others in the scripture who were just pressing the envelope not just to play games or to experiment but to serve our God we were made for the best and it's time that we really wake up well we've been given the foundation we've been we've stayed true to the word and we're not going to divert ourselves from the word but we really have to we have to um, we have to be in prayer we have to pray in diversities of tongues we have to listen to God but we also need to begin to believe God that the giftings and the callings that we have are developed so I mean this is that's just one of the facets of what we're going to be studying together at this gathering and another one is we're going to be exploring a different kind of scholasticism uh, some materials that have been written over the past few years from a Christian standpoint that speak about the demonic realm that speak about the spirit realm and we're going to be talking about some of the ways that it it has gone off the rails and why is that important because if you don't understand your enemy if you think something else about your enemy you are not going to be able to battle appropriately and so we're not going to be slamming people but I've been around long enough as Monica has to know that any new book or any new thing that comes down the pike so many people just grab onto it like it's God's holy trousers and think that oh this is the greatest thing let's just believe it because it's written and they're just you know maybe this was debate training but you can read chapters and say alright this is right this is right this is right but wait a second this assumption is just not scriptural and because of that your whole thesis from here on is screwed and and you can't afford that when you're dealing with the enemy you, you can you cannot afford that the half God said is still in place the deception is still in place 
and that's uh, the, he's the father of lies. The truth is not in him. And if if you if you give an improper assessment scripturally to what is really going on there, how are you going to war properly? How how are you going to do that? You're setting yourself up not only for defeat, but for probably things much worse than that. And and you can see this same kind of miscreant failure to really deduce what's actually happening going on all across our country. And we said this from years ago. I can't believe some of the things that people are actually believing in our government and the fallacy of them. And it, it just goes back that when you serve other gods, there's going to be war in your gates. And we we have to be a people who are who are not ignorant of the devices. We have to be a Zissachar that understand the times and know what what the people of God ought to do. And you know, our agenda is to train the saints and to stand as some element of truth and actuality in in the things that matter for the saints. I'm concerned about the church in general. But the next thing that's going to be happening is as we transition through these things, it's going to be lying signs and wonders that are going to start being shown, but we're going to be able to, to be as the witnesses who are really speaking forth for our God, and there are going to be incredible miraculous demonstrations of the power of God. That's what's coming next. It has to be. And so we've got to be positioned for that. And we've got to we've got to believe for that. That was a big long um, invitation for the feast gathering. What say ye? You know, I remember when years ago, for whatever reason, the Lord had me going into California, really more for leisure, every three months um, for this strategic coaching kind of program. And, and, and I remember the deeper we got into the Nematocos ways, the more my awareness was awakened to the spiritual dynamic it mostly in LA in that area that general area Santa Monica LA and at first it was just like just kind of like this spiritual circus it was just going on and 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 then I remember I would I would be planning to go or I would be there and and I remember several times pastor you writing me while I was there and telling, giving me warnings and telling me, okay, I just saw in the spirit, you're going to be in a setting and you're going to meet this gentleman and his name is going to be this. And I just want you to be careful or whatever the warning might be. And down the line, every single time it happened. And, and so then my kid moves there and and it, it really was at that point when, when the warrior in me rose up, and and <laughs> I felt 
I felt so, I felt such hatred just being there. I mean, I could just feel just the contempt of the enemy. And yet the Lord was so faithful to, to um, empower my intercession and really help me just establish the cross in the place where she was going to be and knowing that he was going to protect her while she was there. And he did. He was faithful for that. Then my other kid moves to Santa Barbara, and Santa Barbara was kind of like a safe haven. It was like it was it was like I could go there and just feel like I was just taking a Sabbath, you know, just a place of rest and just refreshing for about the first oh, I don't know a couple of years, and and slowly I began to see these Elishas being raised up and the community that was being formed there of these young people that love the Lord so much. And and after a couple of years of that, of just establishing that with them, I began to, the Lord began to allow me to see the darkness. And things began to change when I would go there because it would, it would be, my assignment was, was changing by the leading of the spirit and to to not only establish what God wants to do there and this is just one of many pockets throughout our country I'm sure but you talk about Big Sur and and I think about you know those kids go to Big Sur they go there to surf it's kind of like a a weekend thing that they would do and to realize that there's so much spiritual activity that's going on there. I'm, on the one hand, the protective part of me kind of freaks out a little bit. But at the same time, I know that I know that I know that God is equipping these young people and has positioned them in this pocket there in that state to stand on behalf of His light, His righteousness, His truth, and those things. And so as they go out, it's encouraging to me to know that they are taking that light into the darkness. But then too, there's other places that surround Santa Barbara that little by little I'm being made aware of by the leading of the Spirit. There's a place just up from Santa Barbara called Summerland. And I've only been there maybe twice and it's this cute little village. I mean, it's in the mountain, you can see the ocean in the natural eye, it looks like this utopia, you know, little town. And it is a major hub of witchcraft. And it just, I'm just so astounded how you can look at that terrio and you can, from the natural perspective, it is so beautiful. The weather is perfect, the sky is blue, the ocean is, it is so, the mountains, it is so beautiful but the darkness that is just like, that just, it, 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 I'm just astounded at the way the Lord is just beginning to open up and, you know, I don't know what's going to happen as far as the assignment there. I do know that whether or not my kid is there or not living, I still have a responsibility and a calling to stand on behalf of what God is doing in that state because I believe that I mean how many times has it been said it's just going to be washed into the sea 
um, I don't know, it's just so interesting to me how God is giving us different places, not only throughout our country, but throughout the world, where he's given us just a responsibility to stand on behalf of righteousness and on behalf of what he wants established in these different places, how he gets us there, and really how we respond. Mm -hmm. And yet, he's been so faithful through it all. And so if, if God puts it on your heart, pray for those young people there because, you know, there's transition in their lives. They're in their mid to late 20s. Um, they're trying to find their way, find their ministry, find, you know, just find their way. Um, yet at the same time, I know that I know that what God has established in that community or that house of prayer, that church, in those young people there, whether it or not it's just for a season, but it is definitely of the Lord. And so pray for them because they need to know how to war. They need to know how to intercede. They need, they need equipping. They need, they need what we have and we need to just be led of the Lord as to how that is to be established. So I said all that to say that I had no idea all that was happening in Big Sur, but it doesn't surprise me one bit. Well, it's incredible to me because, you know, we, we've talked about new agey people and witches and different things, and that those are factors. But these people are tenured professors at major, major universities. I mean, that, that one place was founded by people from Stanford. And I was studying, I was reading two chapters. In fact, early this morning after I sprayed the parking lot for weeds um, about Paris and how from the 1800s through the middle of the 1900s, a lot of this type of scholastic pursuit was based at the Sorbonne and um, it really laid the groundwork for what's been happening throughout the Western world at least and I, I think how amazing that God would immediately align us with our allies our family in France and to None put us no and I, I remember was it the second year we were going out there that the most of princes was written while we were in Paris <laughs> and it just flowed and I wonder about that I mean it's it's interesting and then there are a couple of chapters that were right after that that I read in another book about what is happening in Brazil in the spirit realm. And now these people are not religious, well they, they're not Christian, they're not religious people, they're, they're seekers of the spirit realm. And some of the things that are documented occurrences do not surprise me at all. But it's primarily Brazil. Different types of manifestations. One one was so great in in an island just off the coast 
that just about everybody from that island got off it went left it was so profound what was happening in just such a scary way and um but but even things that we've talked about with brothers and sisters or even some of the warfare we encountered when we were down there last and we were ready to go into the heart of the amazon jungle and that was shut down because of travel restrictions and i think i think what was that lord because think about it last summer we were going to go and in a number of places but two main hot spots one was up there and then their hills west virginia and and ohio uh to a place that god said there are things treasures that are um that are stored there i could go on and on about different things that have happened but that was another whole two chapters how things that were happening that were that were drawing psychic researchers into west virginia in in the in the 50s and in the 60s and then to brazil uh we were going there and we weren't able to go now why did that happen well god's hand is guiding all of it but i i really do believe the enemy caused this nonsense to happen globally to keep us as saints from taking steps that he didn't want us to take but god on the other hand knows the end from the beginning we were positioned we were ready and just like what happened with saul with paul and with so many other examples in the scripture there was a there was a waiting it was a stop god lets the enemy do something before there's a sevenfold blessing and honestly maybe we needed to be go through that so that we could gain insight and gain understanding beyond what we had and to be prepared accordingly so we just trust our god and we look forward to what what he has in store for us but i go back to the main point well not the main point this is the main point but it's just odd for me instead of being writing right now leading up to a seminar to be devouring six seven hundred page books just like they're going out of style and and to me i don't like to read that much um but for me to be able to to knock off two of these books every week and the tech the technical nature of these books because they're not written you want to talk about a lack of passion these are scholastic works and it's it's just astounding me that i even have a desire to do this but i know it's for us to be aware of what what is really happening maybe it wakes us up a bit maybe it stirs us maybe it helps to say all right now what does god want to do in you that shouldn't be our motive but then again how many times in scripture did we see that 
I mean, some of the greatest miracles that ever happened were was when the people of God were encountered by just downright wickedness. And then they're on their face, not in fear, we're not in fear, but they see what's going on and they're they're mobile mobilized to believe God for and now Lord behold this great army we stand for you you know that kind of thing so I would say that you should be expecting from the interpretation group and the pneumaticos frameworks here some really unique um, assignments in the year to come we're gonna we're gonna have to press the envelope in following the Lord you know one of the things that God's been saying to me um, you know we look at the, the the fivefold gifts of Joel 2 and Acts 2 and we we love the prophecy we love uh, all the other things from tongues to being handmaidens and servants but one of the ones that's there which we've taught on and it's true is dreams and how that they speak of our purpose and that in an organizational setting they're given to leaders but they're given to everybody just like tongues and prophecy and and so I've been asking God for dream every day and in the middle of the night when I pray and when I'm awakened and I pray and I, I'm not waking up because I've, I'm an old man and I have to get up that's been taken away from me thank God but after I prayed in the spirit I say Lord let me go back to sleep now and please let my spirit be active give me a dream and probably I don't know at least three times a week I emerge with some kind of a dream that I know is from God and it it's 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 a different thing to be asking for that rather than just be aware of it and you know doing our pneumaticos 101 thing where okay write it down which we've been trained we needed that that's elemental we have to have that but now to be I don't want to say putting a demand on God, but putting an expectation that these are gifts that are given and um, we need them. Our spirit needs to come alive. Last Wednesday I spoke about what happens when we pray in tongues and what happens in the brain. We need to have this brain God's given us active. It needs to be activated. And it really is a receiver for the things of the Spirit. And so we, we need these things. And vision, you know, I'm a little bit careful about vision because as seers, I believe that we're going to see what God wants us to receive. But, um, but I, don't, I don't really know that, I don't want to say don't ask for them. But I just think that we need to be sensitive 
uh, have our have our the eyes of our understanding enlightened to be uh, aware of what's around us. But dreams are another thing. That it's kind of a it's kind of a quotient that uh, it's kind of a quotient that you know you don't really have a whole lot of control over. You know you're asleep. And um, but I but I do think that God wants us to be uh, God wants us to be alert and know that the gifts and the callings that He's given us we we need to be uh, aware of them and we need to allow the Spirit to develop them scripturally and we need to expect them and to know what to do with them as they um, as they are touched upon by the Spirit of the Lord and you know I, I think back to the way God has trained us as saints and as pneumatikos people over the years and the elemental principles and even the the way he's used those elemental principles, principles in the deeper pursuits of things, um, the way he's the way he's led us, because you know when this all began, if you'll remember, it was a it was a major step forward, just to get people to interpret, just to just to convince people that God wanted to speak to them and through them and those elemental days just to get the church to believe that that was possible was a monumental step forward wouldn't you agree you you had to <laughs> to work diligently with so many people to even get them to think how many times have you did you hear i don't have anything I didn't, I didn't get anything, and you know good and well that that something was there, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I think it. We need to be ever aware of the spirit of the Lord that dwells within us. <laughs> yeah. And. I, I just recently had the privilege of studying with the the French-speaking saints over the last couple of months about interpretation, and um, our last session was about dreams and visions, and about understanding the seven spirits of God, and going back and reviewing that revelation. You know, it's just it we have to we really need to realize what God has given us the treasure of revelation that God has given us about who he is and how he moves is so profound and after all these years going back and and just reviewing that and refreshing my spirit and my mind about what you know the fullness of the way that he moves and the seven spirits and how 
that cycle of his ways is applied to our individual walk before him but beyond that our walk here upon the earth and how how we apply what he's put within us how he moves and I'm so thankful for that because we need to be we need to be walking in the fullness of who he is we need to be walking in the fullness of his spirit and and we need to every single one of us needs to be refreshed into what those seven dimensions of his spirit represent and how they're applied and and the fullness of that and the truth that comes through the culmination of them the white you know the truth and I I just I want to encourage everyone that if it's been a long time and if you've gotten rusty you know when we when we began to to teach the people about interpretation and and we really dove in full throttle into the fivefold and because it was important that 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 was established as the structure of the ministry and 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 we labored and really invested this body and the body of the saints into that the seven spirits was a little different how that was applied and i think that there's still so much to for us to the revelation is there it's just a matter of the application of that and the awareness of that um, not just in prayer settings but in your everyday life in your walk and i i was so proud of olivia zafus because after after we went through this 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 teaching she took it and she applied it and 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 shared with me the way the spirit led her to apply it and 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 then the further that she feels like she's supposed to go in the expansion of it and we all need to to be in pursuit like that because you know these things they're they're sown into our spirits these truths are sown into our spirits through the teaching but we have to invest into it and and the the best way to do that is to study and to apply and and nobody can do that for you i mean we all have we're all before the lord and we all have to apply these principles that god's given us in in interpretation whether it's a dream or a vision a couple maybe it was last week i had a dream that it was just a short little dream it was very vivid but it was just a short little dream and i was in communication with with you pastor and you were sharing a dream and and i was like oh yeah well let me just tell you what i dreamed and and i realized through just processing and waiting upon the lord on that little snippet of a dream that that truly is one of the most profound revelations that god has shown me in my whole walk of who i am my identity before him what my function is and 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 what he intends to do and so don't discount amazing? yes and i could have so easily just discounted that and just thought oh wow that was cool but the more and more i wait upon the lord about it the more i realize 
this is so profound and so I say all that to say just don't discount these things this is we were created to function and 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 he's given us all these tools and his spirit is within us day and night awake or asleep and there's so much more there's just so much more that he has for us to glean so I just I just want to encourage you we have a treasury of revelation and insight at our disposal at our fingertips on your computer in your Bible in the bookstore I mean it it's just it is it is a treasure from heaven and <laughs> we just don't need to take that lightly so that's my preaching <laughs> well I I think that I remember when we first started to do these types of things some of the elemental tactics of the enemy were to say that what we're doing is not scriptural. Others said that it was New Age or cultic. Others um, said that it was too hard. I hear that all the time. And I, I see just those things, just those in the reality of what's actually going on in the spirit realm it is scriptural and it's opposed by an enemy who hates the word and despises the word it is not occultic it's opposed by the occult it is not new age it is perverted by Gnostic thinking and it is not too hard it is what we were created to do and to be mm. and I just think of if the enemy says one thing it's very likely that that is a twisting of the truth very likely it's a deceptive tactic of something that very much is true and um, so we have to we have to as you said so eloquently embrace and become skilled at what God has given us because if there's one thing that we've tried to do to a fault is to stay absolutely aligned with the scripture and you know but then we need to be in prayer that as we begin to develop these things that first of all people's iniquities that need to be submitted to God don't rise up an offense comes and they be taken out because that we've seen as a pattern over the years and it has been a terrible thing the second thing is we need to be very prayerful that people don't go beyond what God's lines are. And that's an easy thing to do. 
How many times when we were first praying and there were angelic visitations did we see the enemy come to people and say, come and do this thing. Uh, I am of God. Come and come and explore this. That happened regularly. And you say, well, how do I know whether it's God or the enemy? In every one of those instances, you could see things that the Bible is very clear about that the enemy was crossing the line. So th there's when we talk about going deeper into the things of the Lord and serving him in a higher level, these factors that were evident in the early days are even more so um, essential to understand now. And um, it's not something we need to be afraid of. It's something we need to be aware of. <laughs> I was just thinking this this morning that I mean is it not a principle that we find in the word I think the apostle Paul says this in some way just the greater the authority the greater the assignment the greater the responsibility the greater the attack mm -hmm. I mean that's just common sense I mean and so if if anyone any saint thinks that they are immune from that be careful yeah that classic because, uh, apostle paul because of the abundance of revelations given to me yes there was an agent that came against me yeah and one of the things you said at the very beginning you were talking about just the doctrine of the world and the progressive church and one of the things I realized just this weekend I was I was I was really um, meditating on the father and and I know that's a carnal holiday or a, a secular holiday but still oh, yeah. I mean to me it's it's a wonderful opportunity it's Father's Day to me and it's to me beyond you as a father my father whatever it's the the Father's Day and Anyway, so I was meditating on the Father, and I was looking at different scriptures about the Father, and I, I, I came to the scripture that talks about God is love. And, and when you look at the scripture, and I can't quote it right now, but he talks about God is love, and then he goes right on to say references that he gave his son for us. And it made me realize that God is love is God the Father, right? So God the Father is love. Yeah. He is love. He is agape. But what's happened is that we have humanized the word love mm -hmm. and made it. We we we've we've. I mean, and to me, the God of this world is that very thing. It's like humanizing things that are godly and yeah. making them right. And so I was just meditating on this, and I was just thinking about God the Father as agape as love and we know the definition of agape and we know that it's breathing hard after his purpose and it's just that the you know the passionate fuel that drives us to fulfilling his purpose and and yet the understanding of love has become so twisted and so diluted and so humanized that it it's not even but you think about god the father and when he loves us 
He chastens us. He refines us. He, he does what is necessary to get us into a place so that we are functioning purely before him in his agape. And it's through that love that he does those things. So it just, it grieves my heart the way the world has so distorted and twisted just the whole concept of love. And even through the nature of Jesus, you know, you're, you're not, you're not walking in the nature of Jesus because, you know, he's all about love and, and, and you've got this against the, you know, whatever, however they do it. It's just so antichrist. And, mm-hmm. and I just, I don't know. <laughs> well, one of the main tenets that I've been reading about that very thing is they say that the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the serpent were spiritual entities that were coming to show mankind the way they really should live and that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil the mainstay of that was a carnal type of thing i know we may have kids listening which i but it it really is the basis for pansexuality and that the scriptures were really written to control that and to stop people from being really what they were created to be and then they take that throughout throughout the uh, this is a warning so if you have any kids there I'm not going to say anything bad but some of you more sensitive ones you need to restrict this they take it through the Old Testament and they bring it into the teaching of Jesus and they say that Jesus was a bisexual and they say that he even advocated and they take the scripture where he spoke about eunuchs and they say he believes in um, trans and and they go through a lot of different scriptures and just twist the nothing out of them so did I just read a scripture in I think Deuteronomy that said, "Do not dress in women's clothing." Well, see the scripture. I mean, it's just down the line. The scripture is do not dress to stop people from being what they were really created to be. <laughs> Can't get more clear than that. I mean, this this stuff, and so when then you see, and and really that you know, all this business about the cosmic Christ, that phrase cosmic is really based in scholastic views and through all these things of cosmic humans that we are really God that we are God and that um, the concept of God that the Western Church has was created by prudish people to keep everybody else from really being what they were evolved to be it's 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 horrible but but you see like in the progressive writings which we talked about a couple seminars ago which so many Christians who should be smarter than this they just embrace this stuff but if you look at the same phrases the same words and you go into the foundational doctrinal from scholasticism you see what they really mean by these words. It, it, and, and really what you said, God is love. 
we need to let people just be in love well if you just go a little bit deeper in what they're saying it's what I just said that the true God is an idiot and they say that one of the books was God is an idiot and and it's so ridiculous I mean it's so wicked it's so twisted but that's the end game and it really is satanic at the root interesting that you brought that up because that is such a twisted perversion and we see it throughout our culture oh it's it's so throughout our culture but it goes back to their belief that the, the tree and the serpent were really trying to liberate people it's awful but we have the truth thank god but but we have to know the truth and we have to recognize that we have to stand firm in that truth regardless of what comes against us because I know there's been many times that uh, it someone has come against me because I've stood my ground on something that was righteous mm-hmm. that to them did not appear to be loving but you know God has a standard and I'm sorry but that standard is good and true and we cannot waver we just can't well, you know, that, that whole business of love and the the carnal frame of it. It's is, humanistic. It is. But it really kind of is a smokescreen. It, it, it's such, such a passion thing that it gets everybody's attention. And, and it becomes the focal point. But that smokescreen is really hiding the, the, the main agenda. And that is what the beast, the false prophet, the Antichrist are to try to captivate humans to utilize their created giftings for a demonic agenda and to be as God. And you can see that framework because, you know, just this business of love is is kind of a token in these doctrines because the main theme is to experience the spirit realm and to move in these capacities and gifts. And, um, and the reason the scholastic world is so much into it is because they believe that this is the framework to creativity and to discovery and there have been I was shocked at the number of Nobel Prize winners who attribute the insights they had to encounters in the spirit realm I was shocked at this however um, we know that the enemy is really willing demons are really really willing to <laughs> to go ahead of the curve but our god has our god has the truth yeah it's kind of like you go to the movie theater and you go and see a film and i know this has happened to you countless times 
where you just marvel at the capacity that these creators of these film have into the spirit realm mm -hmm. and the darkness and how real it is based on what God has shown you and the contrast of darkness and light and and Tobe and Ra and and that I mean that has pretty much taken over the whole entertainment industry yeah. so it's just like these creatives who are creating these films they have an inroad into the spirit realm it's it, to me it's just it's so dangerous but what it's doing is it's it's depicting that realm to our children and I mean even Disney movies somebody told me that there's a new Cruella movie that that's out like the 101 Dal Dalmatians and it's based on that character and they said if you're going to see puppies don't go see this movie <laughs> because it is dark 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 it's terrible yeah anyway I know we're well, out of time that's all right what does everybody have to do I mean one of the books I am just now finishing is called mutants and mystics and it goes it's massive and it's one of the most fascinating books I ever I ever read because it goes from the genre of movies and DC comics and Marvel comics which I read and when I was a kid but the people who wrote them so many of them were mystics they they believed in tapping into the spirit realm and they believed in basically no no god and they tapped into really gnosticism and a lot of what they declare like if you if you saw like uh, the most recent disney marvel and i think it's interesting that disney bought marvel um but like doctor strange or the x-men and like what you said is absolutely true and we've talked about this in the past but even the um, even the yoga poses and the the hindu poses that these actors uh, demonstrate are are just straight out of the demonic playbook and they're 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 teaching i'm not saying don't watch marvel movies that's not what i'm saying but at least be aware. At least be aware. Even like what Disney uh, just did with Disney Plus, the the Wanda episodes that had uh, uh, the character and uh, I can't remember the names of these people. But that person that they personify was celebrated throughout Russia for decades. And you know the last thing I'll say is that the Russians have really been studying this stuff too and in some ways they surpassed the West in this and you know what they said here's this is really interesting and this is what spurred on these folks out in California they said the ch the Western Church and your moralities killed all the witches 
and that stunted your growth in this and this is why we're so much ahead of you isn't that a strange thing and that that would stimulate these scholars to press into this kind of stuff but I just think it's it's fascinating but then then Disney grabs it and they said we're gonna put this in the movie and we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have these things going on and and again I think you could become prudish like the church that I grew up in and not just one church but so we don't like this so nobody see it well there's no easier thing to do than to tell somebody not to do something when it's on every newsstand and when it's a cool thing for people to do now I would not go to to the exorcist I would not go to things that are just openly demonic but it's so much better to be able to say you see this thing that they're depicting here it seems like you said with Cruella I mean you see what they're depicting here that is what the devil does here's what God says and here's what we do we're better than that we're stronger than that through our God and um, you know and, and I think one of the reasons we faced such obstacles when we were first trying to teach people to interpret and the church to be able to say God can speak through you um, one of the reasons we face that so strongly as an opposition was because the church basically shut themselves off to anything they, they called any kind of spiritual encounter demonic other than speaking in tongues once a month and it, a good portion of the church still doesn't believe in that but there's there is a wisdom to and I remember I, re, I remember going through the scripture one of the first things I wrote was going through the scripture and finding as many spiritual manifestations as you could find in the scripture and listing them out and giving to our people because so many in my congregation would say, well, that's not of God. This isn't of God. This isn't of God. People shouldn't be doing that. And then you give them several pages full of illustrations from the scripture. I don't even know where that is. I should, I've worked a lot on that. I need to find it. But here it is. And even then people would say, well, it's not scriptural. So there's the fine line between ignoring things and shutting yourself off to what God really created you to be and then go in the other direction and saying well I'm gonna go into the demonic because it's it's really what's happening now all the cool kids are chasing that somewhere in the middle is the truth and God wants us to be those kinds of people that are functioning fully in what he's saying and what he's doing and and I think that that in essence is the new birth of the prophetic and we've we've got to be there there's gonna be some things that we're gonna have to do to help train our people that are gonna be cutting edge and um, you know and I, I look back to the early days when I know you know this we tried to just bring everybody along. Let's just give everybody a chance. 
Come on. And everybody still has a chance. But but because of that viewpoint and because uh, I know I can say for my own self there were a lot of times that I held back or or pulled back because I knew that there were people that were just intimidated and we didn't want people to be intimidated well we're at war we want everybody to come along we want everybody to find their place we want everybody to to function yeah but you know we gotta we we can't go beyond what God wants but we don't want to lag behind and we want to be right at the forefront of what his spirit is saying and we certainly want to stir up the gifts that are in us and utilize them in the power of the spirit on the basis of the word and that's where we've got to go and we again I'm not saying we failed like you said we have a, a rich heritage of things that are still all in the scripture cutting-edge realities and they're treasures from God but it's time now to break through into the new horizon which God's been warning us about he's been urging us to be ready for it and we are way past you're right so we gotta go um, God bless you all thanks for joining today um, look forward to tomorrow Wednesday night live and um, until next time we're all together adios amigo any final word? <laughs>